And before we finish up for the week here on the muster, we've managed to track him down. He's been in self-imposed exile for a few months. Patrick Lewis, Paddy Lewis, the angry man driving the white van, joins us. Paddy, good afternoon. Andrew Muir, how are you? Not going too bad as we look at the new cabinet that's been rolled out. Interesting times in the political sense. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, oh, let's... Uh... Let's make Winston the Deputy Prime Minister for the first half and then David Seymour can come along and clean up the mess afterwards. As we know, you know, is it uh, is Winston going to be there for the entire first half? Because, one, he is very old, and number two, he has a track record of uh, not, not playing ball, and I think that um, despite his faults, Mr Luxon might not be as forgiving as... Um, uh, who's that woman that used to be the Prime Minister? Um, yeah, I think her name was Jacinda Ardern. That's her, that's her. Do you have yeah. hope that this is going to be positive for the next three years? What are your What are your expectations, Paddy? Look, mate, I've, I've been a bit... Um, I, I've been extremely underwhelmed in the last however long it's taken, 50-odd days it's taken for this to come together because I think no-one has come out and said... How did National bugger up the election so badly? It should have been a slam dunk. They should have never have been in this position. No one has actually said that was a disastrous election campaign. Um, they should have cleaned up and been in a majority with maybe having to rely on David Seymour. Um, I think that you know all the and that's been missed um, in the in the washout is that National actually let Labour off the hook and ran what was a winning campaign, but it was certainly not a decisive uh, and and heavily mandated win. Do you think if Luxon had ruled out Winston Peters from where it go, it would have been a more clear-cut result? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know that a lot of people that um, that I talk to regularly, you know, once um, Peters came into the mix, they were, you know, they certainly thought about where they were going to put their vote. Um, but I just think that, you know, Luxon's shown himself to be a bit of a flim-flammer, and I think I'm, I'm worried that we'll be in for another three years of flim-flamming, especially looking at this Cabinet. It can't be any worse than what we've had for the last three years, though, let's be honest. Mate, never say never. Now, Chris Bishop, you're calling him the poor man's Boris Johnson. What's this oh, all about? God. Well, this is in part... I mean, the, this is in part the crapola that we've had to put up with from the media over these whole... Um, the whole coalition talks, which we'll come back to in a minute. But every... I, I now actively avoid the 6 o'clock news because it is just absolute rubbish. Um, but I've walked in... At home on a few nights where TVNZ's had Chris Bishop and the other night he was at the airport going on that he'd had to borrow a shirt from Chris Luxon. He's like a shit version of Boris Johnson <laughs> and I think the media's feeding this rubbish along with the crap that they continue to churn out from that provincial idiot Shane Jones. It's just embarrassing and it's really... You know, there's so much going on at the moment, but the media are fixated on, you know, whose shirt Chris Bishop is wearing, what scooter he's riding, and, you know, and Shane Jones singing Cheryl Moana Marie. 
Well, Chris Bishop was Nationals' campaign manager, so of course he's going to be extra scrutiny on him, though. Well, yeah, but there doesn't seem to be the scrutiny. They should be should be saying, how did you get this election campaign so wrong, mate? You know, they should have cleaned up. They should have got 45%. So what should National have done? What should they have done differently, in your view? I just think that they didn't appeal enough to, you know, Joe Bloggs, and that's how Winston has managed to sneak on through because people were like, well, you know, you talk about... And it's that constant thing. Everything is Auckland, 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 Auckland. Um, and, you know, we know that the engine room of the economy uh, is not Auckland. OK, so from your personal perspective, you'll be happy that there's been a change of government, though. You can't deny that. Oh, God, yes. And what it, okay, so as far as the makeup of this government, we've got it, we're stuck with it. What do you actually think is going to happen at the end of three years? Yeah, well, I think uh, I think it may be three years of not three years of the same, but three years of nothing, and that's the thing that concerns me the most. There's a lot of tinkering around the edges that they've talked about with this coalition agreement, um, like rewriting the Arms Act, and you know train more frontline police and all that stuff. There's nothing significant. There's no Rogernomics. There's no Ruth in Asia. There's, there's nothing like that. There's nothing that is going to make a significant change to the productivity um, or the prospects of the country over the next three years. Good on you, Paddy. Always appreciate your words. Don't get arrested this weekend. I'll do my best not to, Andrew. You too. Laugh out loud with Ag Proud, because life on the land can be a laughing matter. Brought to us by Shearwell Data, working to help the livestock farmer. More of a thought this afternoon. How on earth does a dragon blow out birthday cake candles? Leave it there for the afternoon. Appreciate your company. It is the weekend. Get off farm, go and do something. Have a bit of a break. My name is Andy Muir. This has been the Muster on Hockenoo. Thanks to Peter Genetics, the best of the Muster, 5am tomorrow morning. Thanks to McNeil Distribution. Enjoy the afternoon. See you Monday, 1 o'clock. Oh,